0: This morning I'm going to speak a message on, on a living by the word of God. Living by the word of God. We're living in a time that there are so many things happening, in church, that unless one knows the word and the there will be in complete confusion. You've realized that. Uh, we must know that the, the the word by keeping a fresh fellowship with the Father through the Holy Spirit on a daily basis. But we focus on the word, we keep that fresh fellowship with the Father through the Holy Spirit on a daily basis. There's a lot of confusion, uncertainty, lies, and every kind of the works of the devil. And the only way to be sure and certain concerning this life and eternity is to live by the word of God. No other way. The just shall live By faith, And that faith comes by hearing and by hearing by the word of God. Now, in Matthew chapter 4, in verse 4, the scripture says that Jesus answered when he was being tempted by the devil. He answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. That's the rhema word. the word is our hope the word is our hope it's unchangeable it's dependable and this is the beautiful thing about the Word of God it will never change men will change circumstances will change times will come and go but the Word of God will never ever change in Matthew chapter 24 verse 35 Jesus said, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never, uh, will by no means pass, your, pass away. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. I remember when I gave my life to Christ in, on 17th June 1996. Uh, it was on a Monday. And then, uh, you know, a few. A few days later on a Friday, 21st, the Lord spoke to me, and, and it was an amazing thing that he spoke to my heart. Uh, I felt like there's nothing else that I needed in this life except, except him. And that's that has been 25 years later. That's exactly how I, uh, I, I know it, by revelation. And then, but I, I thought in this manner, you see, I wasn't raised up in church. Of course, I didn't know salvation. I thought in this manner, Now that I'm not going to be drinking alcohol, that means I can save my money and then work, get a good job and work in a a good place and then get married and be attending church and do whatever they wanted me to do. I thought that way. That was going to be just a a simple life. I thought that was so simple. not complicated the way I lived, you know, every kind of uh, lifestyle that did not glorify God. Then one day I'm reading the book of Deuteronomy. Uh, let's go there, please, in verse uh, chapter 32 of Deuteronomy, in verse 44. It says, uh, So Moses came with Joshua, son of Nun, and spoke all the words of this song in the hearing of the people. Moses finished speaking all these words to all Israel, and he said to, him, uh, to them, listen to Verse 46. Set your heart, set your hearts, set, set your hearts on all the words which I testify among you today, which you shall command your your children to be careful to observe all the words of this law. And look at verse 47. For it is not a futile thing for you because it is your life. And then the Lord paused right there and asked me, did you understand what, I, what my word says? I knew you are speaking to me. And he says this, it is your life. Mm. And my understanding opened right there through the reading of the scriptures. You see, that's why I encourage people, read the scriptures on a daily basis. Expect, expect to hear. When you read the scriptures, to receive from, uh, expect to receive from God because the word of God is the voice of God speaking to you. It's the will of God speaking to, to speak into us. I mean, given to us. So he says, it is your life. And I, my, my understanding opened. You know, I was a baby Christian. But I knew inside of me what he has said. I knew that. I knew he said this. This is the way you'll think. This is the way you'll talk. This is the way you'll act. This is the way you'll do everything. I knew my life was going to be, everything that I was going to do was going to be based on the word of God. I got that understanding inside of me. When he says this word, that was a word for me, it is your life. And listen to this. And by this word, you shall prolong your days in the land which you cross over, the Jordan to possess. So I was so excited. I wanted to share with others. And then uh, I, I was in a certain group we used to pray together. Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter, chapter 6, still in that book of Deuteronomy. In chapter 6 uh, come on what did I do? Okay. In chapter 6 uh, from verse verse 4 he says, Listen to this, church. He says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And then he says, This and these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children. And shall talk of them when you sit in your house. When you walk by the way. When you lie down. And when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand. And they shall be as frontless between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. And I remember going with a certain team. We you know used to be in a certain group of young people praying together. Going out for outreaches. And I was sharing this. I was so excited. Saying you shall You shall have this in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children. You shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, when you rise up. In others, you have nothing else to think, to talk about. That sounds to me like Joshua 1.8. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then... You will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. And I remember a certain lady together say, now who will get married to Davis? Because all what you'll be talking about in the house is, is the Bible, every place. I said, and you are right. I can get married to you because you'll bring me problems in my house. And unfortunately, for sure, out of the abundance of the house speaks, you know, a few, few years later, very few years from then, she became pregnant out of wedlock and eloped with a guy. So see what was in her. She wanted a different kind of lifestyle. But I chose this lifestyle. I'll live by the word of God. I will, I will think the word of God. I will talk the word of God. I will use the principles of the word of God. And that will be children and I As for me and my house. Come on, you are with your, with your household, Victor Faith. Tell them, as for me, and you'll we'll be reading some scriptures regarding that. As for me and my house, we shall live by the word. We shall speak the word. We shall believe the word of God. It's been 25 years and I keep seeing it walking and walking and walking. And look at this. Like the song that the, the team has just sung. I see you in the future and you look much better than you, than you look right now. Yes, that's exactly the truth according to God's pattern. But then you have to mix your faith with those words and live by the word of God. There is no way to victory without the word. There is no way to a bright future without the word. There is no way to conquer without you getting excited when you read the word of God. Let me show you how you, you, you you're ready to get excited? Brother Francis read uh, that, that uh, uh, those scriptures in, is it Matthew 137 and Isaiah 55? That's exactly what it is. Let me show you some scriptures here in a psalm. I'm going to read it from the Passion Translation. Uh, in I think one of it from Passion. Let's go to Psalm 119. Go there to verse sixty. 62. <clears throat> glory, glory. 62, listen to this. It says, uh, come on. Uh, it says, uh, listen to this. The words talking about God. Talking to God. The words you speak to me are worth more than all the riches and wealth in the whole world. Woo! And then I was thinking this morning regarding that. I remember again I giving my life to Christ on that 17th June 1996 having really nothing. Nothing around me. Failure, failure, failure. But then on Friday night, he spoke to me, and I got so excited waking up on 22nd morning. It's like everything had changed. Listen, money didn't come into my pocket. Um, I didn't change residence, you know, and all that. And on and on, people want, you know, desire, which rightfully, that's fine, desiring to have. But listen to this. The entrance of his word into my heart marked me. Possessions are wonderful, but if they take the place of the word, they have become an idol. He says, The words who speak to me are worth more than all the riches and wealth in the whole world. But then I'll say this because that word will bring the riches you, you need, will bring your, you have your needs met, because the way God does things, this is the kingdom of God functioning. In Psalm 103, uh, 107 verse 20, he sent his word. He sent his word and delivered them from their destruction. He sent his Word. What should come first in you and in my life is the word. The situation that, uh, church listen, the situation that you are in right now, you need the word. You need the word. The way God is going to answer you is through his word. And as long as the word has been perceived, has been conceived in your spirit womb, the outside world or the outside surroundings are commanded to obey and to respond to that word. Because all things were created for the word, by the word, and, for, and, and, and through the word. Amen. So all creation responds to that word. And now listen to this. Now that's our victory over the devil because also he knows the power is in it is written. The power is in, it is written, the written word of God. That's why Jesus said in that Matthew chapter 4 verse 4, that for a man shall not live by bread alone, but from, by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Father. What is your situation like? I thought, I thought this morning I was rejoicing at nothing. I went to move, I lived in a slum. I had no money in my pocket. I had no clothes, so to speak, Them except some things that I used to wear. I had, I had you know, I had, had nothing. I had no bed to sleep on. But I'm telling you, you, you I would see the word of God and I will rejoice and sleep in peace with nothing around me, but so much in me. If your status, your residence where you live, the things that you possess are the ones that determine your, determine, determine your joy, then you have been removed from the living world. But if you can rejoice when nothing seems like to be working, nothing, Why is that so? Why would you rejoice? On the basis of the word, of the promises of the word of God, then you are guaranteed to overcome the devil in whatever manner or pattern that is going to, to, uh, in whatever manner or fashion is going to show up. You'll be able to defeat him. Let's go there to the same psalm in 119. Go there to 162 162 the Passion Translation. Let me read it from the Passion and then I read it also from the New King James Version. You are ready for this? Hold your couch so that you don't swing with it. Your promises are the source of my bubbling joy. Woo! The revelation of your word thrills me like one who has discovered hidden treasure. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm telling you right now, maybe lying down here, I don't know what to do. But the revelation of God's word, thrills, is a source of your bubbling joy. Thank God for cars. Thank God for for good homes. Thank God for all those things. Good clothes and all that. Thank Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. For your caplot. Thank God. Like Brother Francis says. Thank God for that. But listen to this. Your promises are the source of my bubbling joy. No wonder, no wonder, no wonder, uh, Job would say this. Uh, you know, when the wife says, "Cast God and die," he said, "You speak like one of those foolish women." Why? Because he knew he didn't have revelation as much that the devil was behind that. But there's one thing that he knew for sure. God was faithful, and the source of his wealth was because of him walking with God. The revelation of your thrills me, like one who has discovered hidden treasure. If you got a call this afternoon and you are told, you know, you have won 50 million shillings in something that you didn't know even you partook of. You didn't go gambling, but you are told you, you've won 50 million shillings. And the call didn't come from prison. Yeah, and it's a genuine call. Will you get thrilled? Will you get thrilled? Will you be thrilled? 50 million shillings into your bank account this afternoon? But listen to what the psalmist says. Your promises are the source of my bubbling joy. The revelation of your word thrills me like one, like one who has discovered hidden treasure. And I do believe when that thrill is in your heart, what follows next is the hidden treasure starts unfolding. They start opening up. The 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 New King James version talking about the same scripture. He says this. The New King James version of the same scripture. Uh, it says, uh, "It says, I rejoice at your word as one who finds great treasure. I rejoice at your word as one who finds great great treasure." You know when you, woke up, you wake up in the morning and you get into the word of God and start dancing because of the revelation that you've gotten. Now you're into your path of greatness right there. Really. You wake up in the morning and you, you're reading the scriptures and in your room and you're all alone. You know of course you, you know the Lord is with you and start rejoicing and dancing. You know you are into the greatness that God has for you and you are out for breakthroughs. Church, like what he says, is, a, is a, the source of my bubbling joy. There is no breakthrough without the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord precedes breakthroughs. And the way the joy will come is when you get into the word of God and see the promises. That is not how you feel. It's not how your situation looks. It's not how the things are around you, but it's what the word of God says is your victory. Now, in a, let me make some statements here. Very basic statements. Uh, the word is the truth. Truth does not change. It's constant. It's constant. I remember Brother Francis years ago telling me, you know, you worked for uh, bank industry for years. But then telling me that uh, I was sharing something similar. And he told me, you know, in the bank what, what they do, uh, they don't teach us, you know, how every time to be looking for features of fake notes. You know, they focus on one thing for us to know the features of a genuine knot. That's all that right, it matters. Because the genuine is genuine. <laughs> is that, that, that is smart, yeah? The genuine is genuine. <laughs> That's what you're looking for. The genuine. The genu- you know the features of a genuine knot. So, so the, 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 the tactics of fakeness keep changing. But if you know the genuine, if you know the truth, it doesn't matter how much lies they keep, you know, brooding, you know the truth. You know the truth. So the truth is a plumb line. It doesn't change, it's constant. It, is, it remains significant because it's the truth, and in every generation, it will outlast the lies of the enemy or lies of the enemy. So what, what is that then, church? What am I speaking? Is that then you have to to make sure your war, your life is grounded on the truth. Your war, life is grounded on God's word because the word never changes. The word never changes. In John 17 17, from the Amplified Version, John 17 17. Listen, this Amplified Classic Version says this, sanctify them, this is Jesus praying for his disciples, sanctify them, purify, that's purity, consecrate, separate them for yourself, that is being separated for God, make them holy by the truth, your word is the truth. Remember I say that it remains constant. Your word is the truth. And truth will outlast every lie in every generation. That's why the church is significant until today, people. From all what has happened, you know, uh, to to the church and all that has happened, it remains significant. Let me say another people that have remained significant for generations, the nation of Israel. With all what they have gone, Hitler, by the power of the devil, now wanting to remove all of them. Haman and all those wanting to destroy the nation of Israel. But look at this, the people of Israel, the Jewish people. But because of the word, the promises of the word, the faithfulness of God, they still a nation today growing stronger and stronger. Amen? As you believe for many and many of them uh, are knowing that Yeshua is their Messiah. It is staying with the word that will keep us from being deceived. It's staying with the word that will keep us from being deceived. However any good, good however good any teaching sounds, if it does not align itself with the word of God, forget about it. And now now you see the church. Now I'll speak to you as your pastor. You see now, church, now you're watching online. And there are so many things that want your attention. And so many doctrines. So many prophecies. So many, 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 many. Elder time. Have you seen things that keep coming up? You, 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 that's not what you're looking for, but it comes up. That will take great discipline. And I'm going to talk about that on your part. To stay in the truth That you don't give your ear to anything That is called the gospel You must be discerning. The devil is cunning The devil is cunning Don't forget that The devil is subtle He's subtle in his pursuit He's cunning in his pursuit He doesn't show up saying Oh yeah I'm the devil the, The former Lucifer and I'm here to deceive you No 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 he's cunning Listen to this uh, heart of an apostle, and as uh, an apostle in Second Corinthians 11, I had to put it from the Passion Translation so that you may get um, more of a common, so to speak, language than the new King James and the King Jemeth. Listen from verse 1 to 4, we'll do some reading here. Apostle Paul is writing to the church in Corinth and say, now please bear with, with some of my craziness for a moment. Yes, please be patient with me. You need to know that God's passion is burning inside me for you. Because like a loving father, I have pledged your hand in marriage to Christ, your true bridegroom. I have also promised that I will present his fiancée to him as a pure virgin bride. But now I'm afraid that just as Eve was deceived by the serpent's clever lies. Remember, the enemy is subtle. So he deceived Eve. Let me pause right there. Think about this, church. Eve knew no sin before them. You and I were born in sin. But Eve were like Born like God, I mean created like God. Knew no sin, knew no deception, knew nothing of those things that we are seeing here. Yet, she was deceived by the serpent's clever lies. Listen, uh, by now I'm afraid that just as Eve was deceived by the serpent's clever lies, your thoughts may be corrupted and you may lose your single-hearted devotion and pure love for Christ. Like what Brother Francis was saying concerning, you know, the, the, the word of God, like in Isaiah 55:11, 11, and, and the scripture he gave in Matthew, chapter 1, verse 37, and, 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 and focusing on God's word, there are so many deceptions that even that some, you know, standing and saying, you know, tithe is not for this dispensation. It's under the law. I've seen that. I've I've, I've seen, you know, people posting a clip of of such. Now, church, don't be deceived by that. Don't be deceived by that. Oh, you know, this thing of tithe is not of God anymore. It's of the old covenant and on and on and on. Really? That's deception. And it's so subtle because why, why is that so? Because the devil wants to steal from you. And remember, according to Matthew chapter 4, the words of Jesus himself, he comes in first to steal the word. And if he can steal the word, he can deceive you. Has God really said, has God really said, that's the way he came, he came to, to, to Eve. Has God really said, in other words, what you have been taught, he wants you to doubt. And now listen to another voice because there'll be clip, there'll be prophecies, there will be this, there will be this, there will be such and such. But Victory Faith Church family, you've been called into the family of God. Identify yourself first with God on a daily basis through his word. And then be firm in your believing. And, and then I'll share some things here. Be firm in your believing that you don't give your heart to anything else of the deception that is around there are few others I know. There are few others and I've heard of that. And I'm not saying out of speculation. In a reality, there are few others that no longer believe in church. Now, now it's church without walls. You know, we just don't believe in church anymore. Now, you know, people can do whatever, whatever they want to do. Don't fall for that. The sheep know the voice of the shepherd. Don't fall for those lies of the devil. You are a member of the body of Christ. You need to pay attention. Listen, though there may be many teachers, you don't have many fathers. Be sensitive, be discerning. This what's up and what's down and what's across, wonderful, but be discerning. Use media for good, not to receive evil. Thank you, Elder Francis. Your thoughts, and thank you for you saying it at home. Amen. Your thoughts may be corrupted, and you may lose your single-hearted devotion and pure love for Christ. Then I'll say this. Remember your first love. Remember when you first loved. You remember that time? I've had to do that over and over again to remind myself Of the first time, I'm telling you, I can be in prayer for a long time and close my eyes and just meditate on when I first was touched by the love of Christ. I want to keep that fresh. I I don't mind shedding tears in his presence because I know that my first touch, his presence touched my heart. I cried and cried and cried. On the 17th of June, 1996. And I cried for days and weeks that followed. I, cried. I, I, like, I like being tender uh, in that manner, in the presence of God. Sometimes Tina has said, my crying husband. Not because of trouble, but because of his love. It touches your heart. And I want to keep that tender. You know what I like doing also? I, want re- I like reminding myself when I first knew that I was going to get married to Tina. And sometimes she say, why are you looking at me? I'm remembering. I'm reminding myself. I'm helping myself. Sure, Man, I remember one time, I, you know, she accepted for us to get married. And then uh, I thought now we can be meeting every day. We could be meeting every day. And I, call, I asked her, so what are you doing tomorrow? Oh, no, I'm busy throughout the day. I thought, are we not meeting? For me, I'm in love. Let's meet. World has stopped for a moment just for us. I like that. I like meditating on that. I want to keep that first love. I want to be tender and kind to her. I have endeavored to do that for the last 17 years. And have I done good? Yeah, I have. I know I have. But, 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 but endeavor to do that, to be kind to her, to be sensitive towards, uh, to her needs, to be sensitive to, because of what? Because I have to remind myself of the first love. And listen to this, church. That's the way to grow. That's the way to have intimacy with the Father. That's the way to keep your heart tender towards him. And that's the way to shut the door to the deception. Because that's a teachable spirit right there. He says, for you seem to gladly tolerate anyone who comes to you preaching a pseudo-Jesus. Sham. (laughs) Fake. Fake. Jesus, not the Jesus we have preached. Oh, my goodness. Didn't you know that Apostle Paul knows that some will come and preaching another Jesus? In other words, they won't speak the gospel. They will say it's the gospel, but it's not the gospel. You have accepted a spirit and gospel that is false. Rather than the spirit and gospel you once embraced. How tolerant you have become of these imposters. That's a rebuke. Right there. How tolerant you have become of these imposters that will tell you tithing is gone. You don't have to do this. You don't have to do this. You can do what You can live a kind, any kind of lifestyle. You can marry anyone. A man or a woman, that's fine. No, it's not fine. We know the truth. Why? The truth will never change. The world will never change. Let me see if I can make some steps over here. Check out from the scriptures what you hear. Check out. Whatever you hear, check it out from the scriptures. Oh, listen to this church. Please don't forget this. Train your ear to hearing the truth. Train your ear to hearing the truth. And I encourage you to go to those scriptures in um, one of my favorite scriptures from Matthew 13 9, 11, and 16. Coming to, blessed are my eyes for they see, and my ears for they hear. For unto me it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. Train your ear to hear, to hearing the truth. This means that there are many things that you will not listen to. There are so many things that you will not listen to. Let me say something else. There are so many WhatsApp groups that you will, not, you will not be part of. Why? Because their jokes are anti-the-word. They, they, they post vulgar. They post things that do not glorify God. There are so many of those groups that will come out. They'll just sing so-and-so left. They left. Or if you want to have a better language, they left it. That's that's what they will see. Why? Because you are guarding your hearing. You are guarding your heart. You are sensitizing your ears towards the voice of God than all the voices in the world. Because the scriptures say that there are many voices in the world. There are many voices in the world. But then you train your heart to hear the truth. This means that, this means there are many things that you will not listen to. You must go beyond what you hear. Listen to this. You must go beyond what you hear to what is revealed to you by the Holy Spirit. Beyond what you hear. There are shallow hearing. And there is intently desiring to hear more. Let me give you an example. If Tina and I were watching a television, um, and, and we are watching something, and she's speaking, if I really want to listen to what she's saying, I have to pause the television. Because I don't multitask. You know, for me, a fix is a fix. For me, my kind of thinking is not multitasking. I do one thing, I finish, I go to another. Sometimes I tend to think multitasking is of the devil. Anyway, ba blah, blah. I just don't. So if I'm going really to pay attention to you, I have to be stop what I was doing and listen. And personally, when I'm speaking, I like a person paying attention, listening to me rather than they're doing something. But I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm no, I'll stop. I think it's to do that. I don't think it happens nowadays. But then I'll be speaking something or Tina may be saying something then I'll stop and I'll listen to you and I'll ask are you done? And she'll say like, Did you all did you just want me to finish? I said, No, 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 I'm asking, are you done? Because I had to stop doing this so that I can listen to you. You see, I'm giving her my attention. Alright? So then that 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 means that I can get what she's saying. But then I'll be talking to her and she'll be doing something and she's not looking at me. I say hey, then I realize if, if she's doing that, I'll stop. I will not continue. She said, then I say, then what? But are you not saying something? Continue. I say, No, you're not listening to me. You're doing something else. I said, but I'm listening. I said, no, can you give me your eyes? He said, you that difficult husband? No, I'm a, I'm a sharp husband. <laughs> Focused. <laughs> So we get, if you are having a conversation for me, switch off the gadgets and all that, let's talk. Let's talk. That's intimacy. The father, the father, the father's voice wants you to remove attention from other things and give him the attention that he needs to speak to you and change your life. Too too many things crowding your life Will, will, will be like a wiper, removing the, wiping away that voice of God that you are not able to perceive it. So you must go beyond what you hear to what is revealed to you by the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit will never contradict the word. Don't forget that. The Holy Spirit will never contradict the word. In Mark chapter 4, 2425 from the Passion Translation. Then he said to them, That's Jesus, be diligent. Be diligent to understand the meaning behind everything you hear. Wow. Wow. Be diligent to understand the meaning behind everything you hear. I've listened to some that they call news, and I can tell that's a lie. That's a lie. Why? You have to listen. You have to cultivate your hearing. I like looking at this scripture in this man in in, in Romans chapter 10 verse 17. So therefore faith comes by hearing and hearing comes from the word of God. You see that? Faith comes by hearing and hearing comes. By the word of God. So faith comes by hearing and hearing if you want to hear, if you want to sensitize your heart to hearing the word of God. So you have to give yourself because what the word of God does, it brings in your hearing ability. You are able to hear the voice of God because the voice of God is in his word. When you hear my voice, you can tell, oh, that's Pastor David speaking, because my voice is in the words that I'm speaking. Jesus said, the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. So the word of God, by faith comes by hearing, and that hearing comes by the word of God. The, so to speak, the hearing is being brought forth by the word. So be diligent to understand the meaning behind everything you hear. For as you do, more understanding will be given to you. That's wonderful. As you do, more understanding will be given to you. Have you ever heard people say like, I just don't understand the Bible? Do you know why? They've heard little. They've heard little. Do you want to increase your hearing? Keep on hearing the word. 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 You're increasing your hearing ability of the word of God and more understanding is being given to you. And then he says this, according to your longing to understand, now there comes another word there. According to your longing, there has to be a longing. There has to be a longing. You know, I... I remember you know meetings that Tina and I will you know will meet and on your courting and I had to long for that. You know, you start ironing early. And and <laughs> she said has have to have some jackets that are really big. I said, Yeah, I never used to get my size. And if you're you are blessed by this brother, they've seen how desperate you are and give you an extra. Can you imagine then I used to wear like 44 size, you know, and still I wear 44 and 46. But then I remember one jacket I was brought for three-piece, two-piece, two-piece, three, yeah, it was a size 50. And my waist was, was 20, 29. Oh, I don't know what that means to any lady, but to men, they know what I'm talking about. When the shoulder kind of pad comes over here, and, you know, it comes down. And, and you know, you're the Holy Ghost brother. You know, I, I, oh, my goodness. I was already dead. I didn't care the looks. And I don't even care now. Really, I don't. If all I'm thinking is my looks the whole day, then I'm in a problem. I, I, I am not aware of his presence. I mean, that, that, that for me, like the scripture, that the, I mean, the song we are singing, his presence. Lord, I become more aware of his presence my looks don't matter. Our looks important. Yes, God says man looks at the outward appearance. But if, if I'm caught up in his presence, my looks don't matter anymore. Why? Because he is my everything. He is my everything. There has to be a longing to understand. A longing to understand. Say, Father, I long to understand your word. To hear your voice. To know your voice. To live by your voice. To live by the word of God. There has to be a longing. A longing to understand. Much more will be added to you. Do you want much more? There has to be a longing to understand. For those who listen with open hearts, we receive more revelation. Oh, I know people people that when I meet with them, I start speaking with them and it's like, so much is coming out of me. I I like was not even thinking about that. But why is that so? Because they are longing to understand. Because the owner, what God has put in my life, then therefore they're able to draw out. I've made prayers until I'm done praying for that person. Because of their longing, I have also to write down. Because I've had something brand new. That I never had before. Why? The other person is longing to receive. While others, even you lay hands on, you feel like you are laying hands on a doorknob. Nothing. Seriously, nothing. Nothing. Or you speak to them, you feel like you're speaking on a concrete. That's the condition of the heart. That's the things that they have paid attention to that have removed them from their heart. Don't be that kind of a person, church. There has to be a longing. You know, you know, in in listen to the word of God even in your homes. If you have all these gadgets and you have every every person here around, then you are distracted. You may hear words spoken by the pastor, and you may say that's powerful, but because you didn't long for that understanding and you didn't give it by paying attention, uh, then you won't receive much. But the beauty thing about a beautiful thing about these videos is like. After you've watched, you can go back and watch again. Like the testimony we had when I spoke about, you know, dealing with fear, the spirit of fear. I think in in last month, when brother said that he kept listening and listening when he he, he was thinking that he had caught Corona. He kept listening and listening to that word of God. And he says this, at some point, I knew in my heart, I had no fear. Even if I caught Corona, I was going to, 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 to recover from it. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Listen to this. For those who listen with open hearts, say that's me. We receive more revelation. But those who don't listen with open hearts and lose what the hearts will lose what little they think they have. Oh not me. Not me. Having an open heart is to receive and live in truth. And not to hide it or have a closed heart understand i'll say it again having an open heart to receive and live in truth and not to hide it or have a closed heart to understand let's read the same scriptures matthew chapter 4 turn 4 from the amplified version is it matthew mark sorry mark mark 424 from the amplified version Uh, uh, some of, yeah, amplified version. He says this in verse 24. <clears throat> it's so good that I have I had to read from these uh, two verses. Listen to this, church. Then Jesus said to him, verse 23. Let's start from verse 23. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear and heed my words. And then he says this. Then he said to them, Pay attention to what you hear by your own standard of measurement. That is, to the extent that you study spiritual truth and apply godly wisdom, it will be measured to you. And you will be given even greater ability to respond. Say, this is my day. To receive greater ability to respond. That's a big one right there. A greater ability to respond to God's word. A greater ability to respond to the will of God. And then he says this and more will be given to you besides. Listen to verse 25. This is wonderful. For whoever has a teachable heart, they are not Mr. Know everything, they have a teachable heart. To him, more will, to him, more understanding will be given. And whoever does, does not have a yearning, listen, a yearning for truth, even what he has will be taken away from him. So there are several things there to be aware of. Greater ability to respond. That is, you, 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 you study spiritual truth and apply godly wisdom. That's the first thing. And then, he says, then you'll be even given greater ability to respond, and more will be given besides. And then what you, church, what you have to cultivate on a daily basis is a teachable heart. It's a teachable heart. It's a teachable heart. That that whatever it is, whatever is being said, it's like I'm ready to, to learn. If it has to do with God, I'm ready to learn. And then if it has to do with the world and some things that I I don't need to be hearing, all that stuff. It has to be, there has to be a yearning for truth. You yearn for the truth. Every time. Do you want to be a person of the spirit or be a person of the word? Then you have to stay with the word. You have to stay with the word on a daily basis. Let me give you some of the things that, you can do and can help you three i think four points here one thing that you have to do is to choose God and his word you say but i did that that's a recommitment on a daily basis that's a recommitment i had a certain prayer years ago for a certain man that i really respect and honor i think the beginning of 2000 and i took it as my own and i do it and i've said it And I I, I say it. I can can stand. Even this this past week, I was was doing it. I I said, Lord, I stand before you, my Lord, and for the rest of my life, I will keep myself in the Word of God. I will teach nothing else but the Word of God. I will not compromise. I will not go for anything that is popular. But I will stick with the word of God. And secondly, Father, I will, with your help, and you say he who who is born of God keeps himself and the wicked one does not touch you. As as, uh, in in, in 1 John chapter 5. Then, Father, I will keep myself pure, sexually pure, and honor you with this temple because I'm the temple of the Holy Spirit. In thought, in word, and deed, Keep myself sexual pure. And then thirdly, and father, keep myself free from financial scandals and corruption that is in this world. The scandals, the finances, finance scandal. That's the root of, the, the, the love of man is the root of all that. Lord, and I'll honor you. And I'll honor my wife. And I'll honor you and serve you for the rest of my life. And when my time comes to go home, I'll go home in one piece because I've lived for you. The Bible says on that day, you have confidence when you stand before him because as he is, so are you in this world. There has to be a commitment. You choose God and his word. Deuteronomy 30 verse 19, it says, I said before you today, go ahead and have it there on the screen, please. I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you that I've said before you life and death blessing and cursing therefore choose life that both you and your descendants may live and that you may prolong the days is it going just just there that's fine and then joshua 24 verse 14 to 15 listen to this joshua is coming to the end of his life he's about 110 years old and he's coming to the end of his life on earth he's going to his heavenly father and then say, Now therefore, fear the Lord, serve Him in sincerity and truth. Church, fear the Lord, reverence Him, serve Him with sincerity and, and in truth. And put away the ghosts which your father served as the other side of the river and Egypt. Serve the Lord. Say, I will serve the Lord. Say, if you mean it, I will serve the Lord. And look at this. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, Choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your father served that on the other side of the river or the ghosts of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. And for Tina and I, and you believe you are with your household now or wherever you are, but as for me, and my house, we will serve the Lord. Make that decision. Father, in your house, You better look at your wife and children and say, as for us here in this house, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. This is our choice. We live by the word. We we live by the word in everything you do. So the first thing is to choose God and his word. Secondly, trust entirely on his promises or in his promises. Trust entirely in his promises. He is true to his word. I like the scripture, it's impossible for God to lie. He is true to his word. And in Joshua 21, 43 to 45, uh, he says this. Joshua again is coming to the end of his life, says this. So the Lord gave to Israel all the land which he had sown to give to their fathers, and they took possession of it and dwell in it. The Lord gave them rest all around according to all that he has sown to their fathers. And not a man of all their enemies stood against them. The Lord delivered all their enemies into their hand. And then he says this. Listen to this. Let's read this on together. It's on your screen. Not a word failed of any good thing which the Lord God, the Lord, has spoken to the house of Israel. All came to pass. That's the integrity of God. What is it that you need today? God says this everything I have said in my word is the truth. And He wants those promises to be fulfilled in your life. Now I, I like asking in this manner Were well, all the children of Israel did all partake of the promise? What is your answer? No. Listen to this church. The unfaithfulness of man does not change the faithfulness of God. The unfaithfulness of one generation does not change the faithfulness of God. God always looks for remnant. So stand out as a man that believes and trusts in God's faithfulness to keep his word and his promises. In in the same uh, chapter 45 of Joshua, did I say forty-five? No, Joshua is not forty-five. Uh, chapter twenty-three, verse fourteen. Joshua twenty-three, verse fourteen. Joshua says this: "Behold, this this day, I am going the way of all the earth, coming to the end of his life." And you know, in your heart, in all your hearts. And in all your souls that not one thing has failed of all the good things which the Lord your God spoke concerning concerning you all have come to pass for you not one word of them has failed look, look at go back there let me see if I can read some something here. Uh, Verse 11 says, therefore, take careful heed to yourself that you love the Lord your God, verse 11. And verse 12 says, oh, else if indeed you do, you do go back and cling to the remnant of these nations, those, these that remain among you and make marriages with them and go into them and they to you. Look at verse 13. Know that, no, that's not what I was looking for. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. That God Brought to pass all the promises that he had given to the children of, of Israel. Now, as we wind up, let me read something. If, praise God, hallelujah, because of the statement that I have made, the unfaithfulness of man does not change the faithfulness of God because God cannot deny himself. Let's go to 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 11 and 12 and 13. 2 Timothy chapter 2. I'm reading from the New King James Version. says this. This is a faithful saying. Oh, I like that. This is a a faithful saying. For if we died with him, we shall also live with him. Is that so? We died with him, we shall also live with him. If we endure, we shall also reign with him. So there is endurance. If we deny him, he also will deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful. He cannot deny himself. If we are faithless, he remains faithful because he cannot deny himself. So what is it that you and I are supposed to do? To to trust in him entirely in his faithfulness to bring out his pro- to, to carry out his promises in our lives, and then another one is be diligent daily in studying and praying the word daily be diligent the kingdom of God is not for the lazy even in the natural lazy people don't make it they don't so, so the, the diligent part church you have to do listen Things around us are tough. The diligent ones see the opportunities and seize them. The lazy ones say there's a lion in the streets. Do you know what that means? There's corona in the Matatu. There's corona in the city center. There's corona everywhere. Where will I go? I'll stay here in bed. Those are the lazy ones. They say there's the lion in the streets. But listen, The diligent one trusts God to keep them in all their ways and to ask him and to follow his way and to study the word and to pray and to inquire of him. And then fourthly, you have to refuse to quit. That you have to. That you'll have to fight on a daily basis. Opportunities will come for you to quit, but refuse to quit quit. Listen to this as you wind up, I think, with this scripture. In Philippians chapter 3, I'm reading it from the Passion Translation, which is very good. 12 to 16, chapter 3, 12 to 16. Hallelujah. Listen to what Apostle Paul says. You know apostle Paul went through a lot of things reading the scriptures. But this is what he says here. I admit that I haven't yet acquired the absolute fullness that I'm pursuing. But I run with passion into his abundance so that I may reach the purpose for which Christ Jesus lay hold of me to make his own, to make me his own. I don't depend on my own strength to accomplish this. That's so powerful right there. I don't depend on my own strength to accomplish this. However, I I do have one compelling focus. One compelling focus. I forget all of the past as I fasten my heart to the future instead. This is my focus. I use my faith for the future that God has in store for me. I may have had success over here or I may have had failures behind, but I'm leaving that behind and I have this compelling, one compelling focus. I forget all of, my, all of the past as I fasten my heart to the future instead. You know when you fasten your heart to the future, do you know what you've opened your heart to? Hearing. Hearing. That is the yearning. That is the longing to hear what God has in store for you in for for the future. The future that is has in store for you. I ran straight for the divine invitation of reaching the heavenly goal and gaining the victory prize through the anointing of Jesus. Verse 15. So let all who are fully mature have this same passion. Which passion? Which passion is that? To have one compelling focus. Forgetting all the past. Like what Brother Francis was saying, that we may, we may see new things happening. So let all those who are full mature have this same passion. And if anyone is not yet gripped by these desires, God will reveal it to them. That's gracious. If any one of us has not been gripped by these desires, Father, we ask you right now, That you may reveal it to them. I ask you in the name of Jesus. And let us all advance together, church, to reach this victory prize following one path with passion. Without passion, no victory. We talk about the passion of the Christ. The passion. You get into the Word of God, you are passionate about the word. You're passionate about your, your salvation. You're passionate concerning the things of God. You're passionate concerning your tithing, your giving of offerings. I'm passionate. I like Tina you know, knows that when I, I have just good money to give. <laughs> I like that. I rejoice. I dance. Why? I'm passionate concerning my seed because my seed is my future. A farmer knows that what they are sowing is for the next season, is for the harvest that are coming. Believers should know what I'm sowing is for my future. What kind of future am I expecting? What kind of a seed am I sowing? The future I'm expecting is determined by the seed that I'm sowing. The seed may be the words I speak. The seed may be the the, the, the seed in finances I'm sowing. With a focus, I see this seed. This is my future. And it looks much better than I have it right now. That's my harvest. That's my harvest. That's my harvest. What is, oh no, we no longer believe in this seed sowing thing. And I don't care. Shh. Shut up. You remember those 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 young prophets, you know, prophets who are telling Elisha. Elisha, you know your master has been taken today. They say, Yes, shut up. <laughs> That's what it means. Yes, shut up. He followed him. He went to another place and they said, You know he'll be taken to. Yes, shut up. There's one focus, it's the double portion of his spirit. That's the focus. That's the focus. If you have the focus in something you're doing, people, there's nothing that will deter you. Why? You have a seed for your future. You have a seed for your future. Your seed determines your future that you are expecting. I see you in the future. You look much better than you do right now. Sow the seed. Get focused. Forget about the past. Get focused. What is that? Live by the word. This is the victory that overcomes the world Even our faith Hallelujah I don't know about you I'm glad I came chat to church <laughs> I'm glad you're Home watching Hallelujah Please stand up on your feet I want to speak the blessing of God um, Over your life and thanking Just Would you just lift up your hands At home please and 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 thank him for his word. Say this was Father in the name of Jesus. Thank you for your word. I receive your word. And by the authority of your word, I choose to live by your word. I open my heart to revelations from heaven. Father, I ask you. To strengthen me. I choose your word. I choose to honor your promises. I choose to live. By the Holy Spirit. And the word revealed to me. Thank you for your help. In Jesus name. Father thank you for your people. I stand in my place as a pastor. And I bless. Your people. In the name of Jesus. For the weak, I speak strength. For the ones that you've come, you've come to a place of quitting. I speak a freshness wind of the Holy Spirit coming upon you. Thank you, Father, for that fresh wind of your spirit. I just sense that. The fresh wind of the Holy Spirit. I take authority over that condemning spirit. Deceiving Spirit. I I break your power now in the name of Jesus. Off their lives in the name of Jesus.
1: Father, we ask you right now, I ask you for the outpouring of the
0: Holy Spirit upon the homes of your people. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Father. Praise you, Father. Thank you for your healing power. You're being healed from your past. You're being delivered from your past. That has held you in captive. Father, thank you for the newness, newness of your promises in their hearts and minds. Thank you for the ability to dream again. Dreaming again. Light be upon your life. In the name of Jesus. Thank you. Just lift your hands. I just sense God is doing something in your life. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your presence upon the lives of your people. Your presence, Lord. Your glory, God. The opening of the eyes supernaturally. The opening of the ears supernaturally. And I speak the blessing of God. Upon your life. In Jesus name. Amen.